Hello, welcome to this edition of Impact, where we share your remarkable stories of faith. You know, we proclaim and believe in the scripture of the great prophet Isaiah, when he declared in chapter 12, verse 4, Thank the Lord, praise His name, tell the world, yes, tell the world of His wondrous love and how mighty He is. So stay with us and be inspired as we hear amazing stories that are sure to impact your walk with Christ. You won't want to miss today's program. And now, here's your host, Mike Gonzalez. And once again, welcome to this edition of Impact, where we share your amazing stories of faith. On this program, we believe that your story of transformation through Jesus Christ can touch many lives. For more information on Impact Stories of Faith, visit us at impactministrysa.org. And now, our feature story of the week is Hot Boaches. Hot, welcome to Impact. And I know that we're in for an amazing story. In 1983, at the age of 13, Hot Boaches would lose his mother to cancer. As a result of his mother's death, Hod would spiral out of control. Hod, tell us about your life as it was at the age of 13. Well, I found myself uh, in junior high like most junior high people would. I had the mom and dad who worked, and I had a sister and myself. And uh, I was a junior higher just figuring out things and um, just normal life. You were a normal kid, a junior, and... Something significant would happen in your life at the age of 13. Your mother would have cancer. Tell us about that. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, we were the family who uh, like grew up and we went to church and, you know, all those normal things. You know, uh, I grew up in Nebraska and uh, one day my mom was brushing her teeth and uh, her gums started to bleed and uh, they wouldn't stop. And so... My dad took my mom to the doctor, and that's where they found out that she had uh, leukemia, so cancer. And uh, we began a big process. And that, at that moment, it was incredibly scary for me and for my sister. And we just didn't really know how to process that. We didn't know how to handle that. And so it caused, uh, caused a lot of um, sleepless nights and, and scary times. Tell us about the the time that you would actually lose your mother, how did that impact you and your family? Like, like I said, I grew up in Nebraska, and we are about two, two hours, two and a half hours away from Denver. And so my mom, when she started getting really bad, uh, they took her to a hospital in Denver. Uh, so I would come home to Nebraska uh, to go to school during the week, and then on Fridays we would head down to Denver and a two and a half hour drive. I remember going and, and you can see the process weekend by weekend, uh, Saturday, Friday by Friday, Saturday by Saturday. And, you know, the one the, you, you, you go into her hospital room and she was fine, you know. And then the next week you would go in and you would notice that she's starting to be uh, a lot more weak and skinnier and she would be losing her hair. Uh, third week you'd go down, fourth week you'd go down. And we just kept going down and going down to Denver to, to visit her, and you could just see that her whole person was changing in front of you. And uh, one night, um, I remember I was in Nebraska, I was doing my homework, and the person, we were staying at his house, and he came down and he says, you need to get your stuff. And uh, not too many minutes after that, my uncle showed up, 
Uh, we jumped in a car and I knew something was up because we were heading to Denver at a very, very, very fast speed. And we got down there, uh, walked into the hospital and my dad did a very good job on preparing us to go in to see my mom. And we went in and she was laying, you know, in this bed, it had just a bunch of tubes. It was impactful. She, uh, she died in May and, uh, remember going to our church and having the funeral and I just sat there numb uh I remember actually when my mom died the day my mom died we left the hospital and we drove out of Denver and I was so confused and I would look around and I would think you know here's these people walking on the sidewalk and they were doing all kinds of stuff that uh would cause harm to your body and I would think god why not them why didn't they die you know my mom dies and they're still here we would drive out. I would just think that. I would think those thoughts with the car next to us. You know, why are those people alive and my mom's not? Well, then we went to the funeral, and uh, it was just really, I was so numb and just sat there, didn't understand, couldn't comprehend what was happening. I just determined right there at that funeral that I was going to not follow Jesus. I was not going to follow the Lord, and I was going to start doing things that were opposite of that. That caused a, a deep-seated anger to be seated inside of me. And I'll tell you what I was wrestling with most was I was wrestling with my own identity, my own purpose. Like I had no purpose anymore. I had no identity. I wrestled with that hard and I tried to find my identity in so many different things. And, and people do this all the time. They, they try to find their identity in substance abuse. Uh, in some people work harder. Uh, people that try to find their identity in money. I, I tried to find my identity in physical relationships with other girls. And uh, it was just empty. And it just caused anger upon anger upon anger. At the age of 13, you would discover that your mom had cancer. Watching her suffer in the hospital, eventually she would pass away. I can't imagine that you would have to go through teenage years in your life without your parent. Tell us more about the things that happen in your life. I tried to find some kind of balance, some kind of substance in sports, and uh, I didn't find it there. And I tried to find it in church, and I would jump from church to church to church to church, and I, I didn't find it there. I tried to find it in just several different areas, and the only place I could find it the only thing that made any sense to me were these relationships that I could have with these girlfriends. And man, I searched, I searched and I couldn't find anything. So I would find myself going to school. And the only thing I could think about were these relationships. I'd be playing a football game. And the only thing I could think about is these relationships. We would go to church and man, I just couldn't, I just couldn't sit there and listen at all. Uh, the only thing I could think about was these relationships, you know? And, um, and the whole entire time there was this spiral and it was like I, I, I knew that my life was out of balance, out of control. And if something didn't happen soon, it was going to end up in disaster. You know, that, that's how that happened. And it, it, the other thing I think is important is this all didn't happen like at once. This was a gradual, slow process and, you know, the days turned into weeks and the weeks turned into months and the months turned into years. And pretty soon I was a lot further away than I ever imagined. And that's the way sin is. You know, sin, sin very rarely will creep up on you and just kaboom. It's a little by little, 
and step by step, and pretty soon you find yourself so far away. And that, that's what happened to me. These relationships that you had were to fulfill some of that anger and despair that you had by losing your mom. It led to more chaotic situations in your life. Your life would, as a young teenager, would not get any better. How was your faith with Christ at this point? I didn't have it. I didn't have it. I was the person who went to church but had no relationship with Jesus Christ. I was the person who went to church and sang the songs and uh, went to, you know, the youth group, went to Sunday morning, or even sometimes went to Sunday night. I bounced from church to church to church looking for the experience and uh, never realized that it wasn't an experience I was looking for. It was a person. What kind of void does that leave you with? Oh, <laughs> there, there, oh no, okay. There is no greater void than religion. Because religion, man-centered religion, only puts drops in an empty cup. And so it just was empty. Like I would go to church and I would walk away more empty leaving than I did when I walked in. And I, I would think to myself, man, I, I get more out of a physical relationship with a girlfriend than I do going to church. I would do whatever they told me to do. You know, get baptized. Okay. That meant nothing. Uh, go to camp. I did. meant nothing. And it just kept going and going and going. So I found myself, after I graduated high school, I found myself uh, engaged like twice. And neither one of them worked out. And it was just, it, everything was a failure upon failure upon failure. Church was a failure for me. I couldn't get a job. That's a failure. And so, so I think you can see that I was looking for some kind of identity, some kind of purpose. But everything I tried failed. Nothing seemed to work. Nothing. Now, had. As time moves forward, you would come to eventually meet someone who would change your life. And when we come back after this short break, we're going to talk about the transformation process that would begin in your life through the power of Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining today's edition of Impact, where we share your remarkable stories of faith. If you have a faith-based story to tell or you'd like to share your story online, simply email Mike Gonzalez at impactstories.faith at gmail.com. That's impactstories.faith at gmail.com. On this program, we believe that your story of transformation through Jesus Christ can touch many lives. Today's program is sponsored by Sammy's Mexican Restaurant in Lavernia, Texas, where they have delicious breakfast and lunch specials to include my favorite, their great-tasting carne guisada. Come to Sammy's Mexican Restaurant located at 13520 U.S. Highway 87 in Lavernia, Texas, just 30 minutes southeast of San Antonio, and see for yourself why they're the best Mexican restaurant in Lavernia. Impact Stories of Faith is also sponsored by Tegan Auto Service. Is your vehicle in need of a tune-up, brake job, or an alignment? Then come to the Tekken Auto Service Station for your complete automobile care with the most dependable service technicians in all of San Antonio. Visit Tekken Auto Service today, located at 119 South WW White Road, just east of the AT&T Center, or call 210-333-2280. That's 210-333-2280. As always, our technicians at Tekken Auto Service are standing by to serve you. And we're back to Impact Stories of Faith with Hot Boches, who, at the age of 13, would lose his mother to cancer 
As a result, his life would spiral out of control. However, later in life, Hod would encounter Jesus Christ and his life would begin to transform Hod. Tell us about your life and your transformation through the power of Jesus Christ. Well, high school came to an end and I got uh, found myself engaged to a gal and it didn't work out, which caused even more spiral. A few months later, I found myself engaged again to another gal, completely different, and uh, that one didn't work out either. So I ended up, well, you know, what do you do when you have two failed engagements? Well, you go to Bible college, right? And uh, I had no interest in Jesus and I had no interest in anything. So I went to Bible college and did that for a year and then successfully got kicked out. Here you are in two failed relationships. You attend Bible college and you eventually get kicked out. What happens next in your life? I came home, I didn't have a job, didn't have a career, didn't have a direction, didn't have an identity, and had no purpose. I had a girlfriend, made her go to church, but we didn't, I, you know, I'd just gotten kicked out of Bible college, and honestly, I felt a little rejected from God. And so, one night we were at church, and uh, there was an altar call, and so we went down front, and I was praying, my girlfriend was right beside me, and I don't even know what I was praying for. Uh, I looked up, and there was this person on the other side. And uh, I just, I remember saying, you know, Lord, if I ever got married, I would want to marry somebody like that. And I knew her a little bit. She was in the college group. She played basketball for the junior college there. And uh, she was the type of gal that, you know, she grew up, she never had a boyfriend, never kissed a guy, never held a guy's hand type thing. And here I am, complete opposite. And I just thought, man, Lord, if there was an opportunity. Uh, and, and the gal I was dating was a, a fine, fine young lady. And, but it just wasn't right. It wasn't right. And so, yeah, we just, uh, I, I got up from that prayer time and we left and uh, church was over. And uh, at the time, and, and this is kind of where the, the story gets a little more deep. At the time, I was really, really struggling because I had found out that I had a sexually transmitted disease and it was visible and it really, really scared me, really scared me a lot. And so, I didn't know how to handle that. And uh, I saw this girl who was not that. And I thought, man, if I could ever get married, that's the life that I would desire is clean and pure and holy. And see, what I didn't know was it wasn't marriage that I wanted, nor was it even that girl necessarily. It was Jesus Christ who was clean and pure and holy. That's what I wanted. And so this girl and I started hitting it off, and we became friends. I met her on the basketball court, actually, and we played this game called Knockout, and she'll deny it to this day, but she beat me. And I just started having a good friendship with her, and I had never had a friendship with anybody before. I had never, I had never enjoyed just laughing with somebody before. Um, she, she would come over to my house, and we would wrestle, like, for no other reason, but just I tried to pin her, and I couldn't, and it, I just had so much fun, and I would laugh so hard. She invited me to come to her house in Colorado to have Thanksgiving, and so I went down there. I thought I had gone into Mayberry RFD. I'm like, I walked into Mayberry. I was looking for Andy Griffith, and I was like, I mean, it was that kind of town, and our relationship began to grow. I just thought, I really want to marry this person. And I'm not good at asking girls to marry me because it never finishes well. And so I asked her and she said yes. And we found ourselves May 23rd, 1992, standing on the altar of our church 
with a pastor, and the only thing I could think of was, what have I done? I am not a Christian, and I've got this disease. What am I going to do? And this was during the service. This was during the service. What am I going to do? Wedding got done. I now pronounce you man and wife. And we got in the car, and we're heading to Denver for our honeymoon. And as we're driving down the highway, she's talking, and and I'm enjoying this. And she, to give you a hint, my wife asked me on the way to Denver, on the way to our honeymoon, she goes, would you mind if I mowed the lawn and scooped the snow? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're driving down the highway, and we get we get to the hotel, and I walked into the bathroom. Double Tree Hotel, Denver, Colorado. Walked into the bathroom, and I looked in the mirror, and I said, God, if you're real, please don't let this affect her. Speaking of the STD, is that correct? Yes, sir. And there was another prayer request that I had that was so deep inside of me that I couldn't even put it into words. If you're real, God, don't let this go into her. But if you're really, really, really real, and I couldn't even say it. Went out, we had our honeymoon together, and I woke up the next day, and I walked into the restroom, and it was gone, completely gone. And I fell on my knees in the bathroom of the Doubletree Hotel, and I said, I'm yours. I am yours. You had witnessed had the power of Christ through prayer, through your request. This individual who would come to be part of your life would be your wife. And you cherished that. You wanted to keep that in your life. You, you had seen no other woman in your life before as this one. Mm -hmm. She changed your life. But she and you would come to know Christ in a deeper way. Tell us about what happens next as you have this encounter with Christ in your life. Well, after that, I felt like I could charge hell with a squirt gun. I mean, I was ready. You know, I, wherever you take me, whatever you want me to do, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, we found ourselves, uh, you know, that that uh, that second prayer request was, you know, God, if, if you're real, don't let this affect her. But if you're really, really, really real, I would like to have a son. And nine months to the day, our oldest son was born. And then he gave us three more. <laughs> So we, we had a family, then God moved us to Bible college, and I went to Bible college, and I studied, man, I, I gave everything I could to study. I wanted to learn about this Jesus Christ, this holy and good and righteous Christ. I just baptized myself in the Bible. Like, I couldn't get enough of God's Word, and I just kept reading and reading and learning and learning, and we have been running ever since. And uh, I ministered in Nebraska for 20, you know, three years. And now he moved us down to Texas to minister at this church. And it's just been, it's just been that. It's just been running hard and fast for the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ ever since. And today you're not just Hod Bojas, you're Pastor Hod. Yeah. Today you're the pastor here in Lavernia, Texas, a small town close to San Antonio. Tell us about this church that you belong to now. It's an interesting church. It's called Life Church. And it sits out on 775 out in the country, just south of Lavernia. It's just been blessed with godly, godly people that, that love that love you. I mean, when you, you need to be prepared. If you ever come to Life Church, you might get your neck hugged off because you'll just get, when you walk in the door, people will hug you and, and they'll just love on you. And so that's it, the type of love that God wants us to have. Amen, brother. Suppose there's someone out there who's suffering, as you did. Perhaps they, someone who's losing a, a parent or a loved one or someone who's going from relationship to relationship, or even someone who has encountered an STD in their life. What advice do you have for those individuals today? Don't try to find your identity and don't try to find your purpose in anything on this earth. 
but find it in Christ alone. Jesus loves you so much. God loves you so much that he sent Christ and he died on the cross. He was buried and he rose again and he died for your sin, for my sin. And he loves us so much that our identity is in him. And when we find it in him, you get to experience the cleanness and the holiness and the righteousness, the glory of God. And that is how powerful this gospel is. 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ died, was buried, and he rose again. And that message still is as powerful today as it was 2,000 years ago. It's still changing lives today, 2,000 years later. That's power. That's God's power. And we've seen that transformation power in your life. Pastor Hot, I want to thank you for being on Impact Stories of Faith to tell your powerful transformation story that from tragedy to great things through the power of Jesus Christ. Hot, thank you for being with us on Impact to share your amazing story. And in closing, if your listeners would like to have a transformation like Hot in your life through Jesus Christ, then say this powerful prayer with me with all of your heart. God, I believe in your son, Jesus Christ, as the Savior of the world, and I confess that I am a sinner and I ask you forgive me and come into my life and make me new. If you said this prayer or have a story to share, then visit us at impactministrysa.org. That's impactministrysa.org. I'd love to hear from you. I'm Mike Gonzalez. We hope you join us next time for another amazing story you won't want to miss. God bless you. Thank you for joining our program, Impact where your testimonies are heard around the world. Please join us next week for another wonderful edition of Storytelling. Until then, God bless you. And remember, share your stories to impact those around you. And let us all go out as Jesus did and change our world. Hello, I'm Mike Gonzalez. And on behalf of our ministry team, we'd like to salute and thank our service members for their service to our country. And thank you for listening to Impact Stories of Faith.
手。